And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. And it's a Friday afternoon. It's straight after the 4.30 news, so that means it's time to talk all things financial. And to do that, joining us from Envision Financial, Luke Smith. Good afternoon. It's a Friday special today, isn't it? It is, well, what do you mean by that exactly? It's looking a bit gloomy. It's Friday. That <laughs> <laughs> makes it special. <laughs> yeah, every Friday special, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, well, we haven't really been hit with the rain yet, but apparently that's going to uh, come over the weekend mostly. A bit of rain oh, right. about the place. So just I hope before, you're not playing golf. Well, just, you know, the big man up there will make it rain at, you know, 10.05 and we tee off at 9.55, so. Oh, well, you know, that's, Thanks in that, advance. That's okay. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the latest forecast if you're really worried. Uh, today, a possible shower. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. a shower or two. And uh, and Sunday, definitely showers. Oh, then, that's right. We'll be right tomorrow. Yeah, you'll be all right. We'll be okay. Absolutely. We'll we're, through it. we're here today to talk about yep. uh, financial things and uh, in particular, how do super contributions work and how can you get money into super? Well, some of it's already going there automatically, but I yep. guess the question is, how can you get more money into super? Well, I guess really what I wanted to talk about today was just to put some context around the various ways that it can go in and to alleviate a few assumptions that I regularly sort of get in relation to what you need to do to put it in and some of the parameters around putting it in. And we've spoken in previous shows about the benefits of making contributions, but I think I've had a number of queries of late about how can I put it in, how much can I put in. So I thought if we put a bow around contributions in general terms, then we may be able to answer a few questions out there for the listeners that could be thinking about these sorts of problems going forwards. All right. Well, there's obviously the starting point is if you're in the normal everyday super, the compulsory superannuation contribution guarantee that most of us are, yep. it's already uh, 9.5% goes out uh, from paid by your employer mm-hmm. and it goes in automatically. We don't have to worry about that. Yeah, spot on. That's right. So if we break contributions down into two sides, we've got deductible and not deductible. And that's the best way to come at it when you're thinking about putting money into super because as we say regularly, start with why. And what I mean by that is, do we want a deduction? Do we want to reduce our taxable income? Or are we just trying to get additional money from the sale of a home, from an asset or money that we've saved up into superannuation before we retire and start a pension? So the underlying objective could be very different depending on what you're trying to achieve. So deductible or not deductible. Now, contributions can go in as cash. Mm -hmm. Contributions can also go in in specie. And that's a really fancy way of saying in their current form. Okay. And what that means is, let's say I have $50,000 of CBA shares in my own name. Right. And I'd like to transfer those into superannuation. Well, normally that'd cost you a pretty hefty stamp duty fee, wouldn't it? Well, it depends. So the two ways I can get the money in, I can sell the asset, put the cash in and buy it back, Mm -hmm. or I can transfer that in specie, Mm -hmm. and I need to then take into account what sort of contribution I'm making and what thresholds I've reached in relation to the contribution that I choose. So a deductible contribution can be up to $25,000, and that includes the 9.5% that you mentioned earlier. Right. And anything else I want to throw in from wherever I want to get it from, that could be multiple employers, it could be my own cash, up to $25,000 I can claim a tax deduction. Where I don't want to claim a deduction, I can put in $100,000 a year or $300,000 in one go, and that brings forward the next three years of my contributions. Yeah. And that's really good for lumpy assets and things like that. Now, strategy tip for PSS and some of the government fund members, especially for PSS members, 
your 10% contribution or whatever the contribution you're making, 5%, 10%, 8%, counts towards your non-deductible limit of $100,000. So just be mindful of that. If you're going to throw some money into super and you're in the PSS, just log in and check. And also on the deductible side, log in and check what the PSS or the CSS has recorded against your deductible limit because it's on the website and you need to take that into account because the rules there changed a couple of years ago and some people are getting caught on that. So they're the ways that money can go in. The other thing I want to sort of alleviate as well is you do not have to be working to put money into super where you are under 65. Okay. A lot of people might sell their business. They might have cash in their own name. They may go down to two days a week working or they may just retire and be under 65 And I often get asked, well, I've got all this money in my own name. I wish I could put it into super, thinking that a contribution is tied to gainful employment. And it's not the case. So under the age of 65, you can put money into superannuation and think about deductible or not deductible. And from age 65, you need to do 40 hours work in a 30-day period to meet what we call the work test. And then you can make contributions to superannuation using both of those thresholds but you lose the ability to drop in 300000 in one go over the age of 65. So if you're out there and you're thinking, well, I'd love to get money to super, but I don't work, that's great. You really need to just think, am I over or under 65? And that's your starting point in relation to your why. So I wanted to wrap that one up early on in the piece um, because I find that one I get asked a lot um, because there seems to be this correlation between working and making a contribution that people seem to think is in important, but... It really isn't. Um, okay. And, th- and that's obviously because we're all accustomed to the 9.5% going exactly out of right. our yep. regular weekly income. Yeah. yeah, I can understand how people think that it's tied to working. Um, downsize a contribution is another way of putting money into super. So if you're over 65 and sell your primary residence, mm-hmm. you can put $300,000 in each from the sale proceeds okay. where there's a couple. Uh, that's a very good way of making additional contributions to super. And we're finding that is getting used more and more because a lot of people have a significant amount of capital value in their property and if the kids have grown up and moved out and you don't need your five-bedroom mansion anymore a lot of people in a non-covid world are happy to buy a smaller townhouse and use the money flying around the world for holidays yes um, nowadays and, you have to buy a townhouse and use the money for sitting on your front porch uh, for watching Netflix. sipping cocktails yeah. <laughs> exactly right and the other the other big thing about contributions which we've touched on in a previous episode is the carried forward legislation And that's just any of your $25,000 limit that you haven't used since the 18-19 financial year can now be carried forward for a maximum of five years where your total super balance is less than $500,000 at the end of the previous financial year. So that's a strategy we're finding is getting real momentum at the moment where people want to maximise their personal tax deductions leading into retirement or in years where they may have had large bonuses, been made redundant or had a lot of leave payments in the final year of work, maximising those contributions is really advantageous from a tax standpoint and something that you want to be throwing around with your accountant leading into 30 June or prior to taking redundancies and things like that. So that's sort of how I wanted to break down how you get the money in and and how contributions can be made. Um, And then there's obviously the considerations of deductible and not deductible, um, but that's part of your broader thinking in relation to what you're trying to achieve because it is quite easy to get money into super 
And with money in super, you could then use that for other strategies such as starting pensions, funding lifestyle, working part-time, taking advantage of the transition to retirement rules. They're all things that people should consider. But getting money into superannuation for me is not a risky decision. I often find that people say, I don't want to put money into super, it's risky. Mm. And I think what we need to stress here is superannuation is just a structure to hold assets. Yes. What you invest in, that's your risk discussion. Yes. Is it good? Is it bad? How do I feel? And, and as I say in previous shows, if I'm doing 180 in a 100 zone, yes. don't get upset if the value changes because you've got high-risk investments. Exactly. Okay, so before we go on to this distinction between deductible or not deductible, of course, the other dividing line to think about is your age. If you're under 65, yep. you can add money to super and you don't even have to be working. You can Correct. still add money to super. Correct, but if just be mindful of your limits. Okay, but you've got limits there. Yep. If you're over 65, apparently there's a work test you need to satisfy in order Correct. to make more contributions to your super. Spot on. Uh, do you still have limits? Same limits apply. 25000 for deductible contributions, $100,000 for tax, well, non-deductible mm -hmm. contributions, but you don't have the benefit of the three-year bring forward. Right for the non-deductible contributions or non-concessional as, as, as they're called. And so. one of the things that people sometimes say about uh, superannuation is, well, I don't want to put too much in there right now because I might need it. Mm. Whereas if you're over 65, you're not that far away from pulling it back out again anyway. Oh, <laughs> and this is where I think people need to, you know, start stacking some strategies on top of each other because if you're 60 to 65, throw a whole load of money into super and start a transition to retirement pension, you might want to say to your employer, well, I love working here. Maybe not so much for five days, but I'm more than happy to do two or three days a week, start a pension out of your super, take it out tax-free, supplement the two days of wages that you've lost and bring your lifestyle forward. Or consider super splitting where the younger person in the couple splits their super to the older person in the couple and they can access their super sooner yeah. so that the two of you can then either go part-time or have extended leave without paying your super to fund lifestyle. So it's 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 about understanding what you're going to do with the end in mind yes or starting with the end in mind and then building forward to make sure that you've got as much flexibility and control but i also understand that you know for younger people i have that conversation regularly could you do it yes you could but you may want to pay your house off or put a significant dent in your mortgage because that carry forward rule lets you have the best of both worlds and have a number of years to try and target both objectives by paying off your house and using an offset account and then using it in, in latter years to sell assets and mitigate tax. And you can really start to chop and change things now. Whereas in the past, if you didn't use that $25,000 limit, it was lost. So it, yes. was a, it was a much tougher discussion or much tougher consideration. Well, now you can pay your mortgage down for four and a half years and then throw a big chunk of money into super and get a tax benefit and, and, and hedge your bets on both sides depending on what your priorities are uh, between you know the, the, the two in the couple. Now, when we look at the difference between deductible and not deductible, within mm -hmm. our caps, of course, mm -hmm. what are the reasons for choosing one or the other? So from a deductible standpoint, we may be thinking about reducing your personal income tax or using the carried forward legislation as we've, as we've spoken about because if you didn't use 10000 in the at the end of the 19 financial year and you didn't use 10000 in the 1920 financial year, your contribution cap for the 2021 year is the 25 in the current year plus the 20 you didn't use in those two years prior. 
Now, that's really powerful if you've been at home raising kids, yeah. come back into the workforce, started a job on a really good salary and said, well, I need to catch up my super. Yes. And again, just because you weren't working doesn't mean that you've lost that. Exactly. It's your ability to make the contribution within that five-year window. And if you haven't worked for those two financial years, then you've got $50,000 in the bin that you could use in future years yes. to help mitigate tax on that side. So deductible contributions are good for building super, maximising deductions, helping to mitigate income tax, or looking to maximise contributions in a year where you may have sold an investment property or another taxable asset to help try and mitigate capital gains tax. They're all reasons that you could think about using a deductible contribution as part of your asset accumulation towards superannuation. On the non-concessional side, the sale of big assets, the inheritance of money, downsizing your family home, and using accumulated savings to maximise your super leading into retirement age can then be used to help fund lifestyle if you want to work part-time. It could be used to start an income stream that could fund lifestyle if you fully retired, or you may wish to go back and contract. You can use pension payments to fund deductible contributions. There's so many ways we can slice this up. It's just about having as much control and flexibility as possible to adapt to your changing environment. Now, this might seem like a really dumb question, but when we're talking about deductible and non-deductible, what we're talking about is basically contributing money from your pre-tax income or and, and as opposed to contributing money from your post-tax income. You can do both. Okay. So a deductible contribution could be under what, they, what a lot of people know is salary sacrifice. Right. Where your employer used to direct part of your wages. Yeah. Or you can now And that's from your pre-tax income. Correct, that's yep. right. And you get a tax deduction for that amount and yep. your employer reflects that during the year yep. in the amount of tax you pay each fortnight. The other way of doing it now is to make a personal deductible contribution right. where you take after-tax income, savings, money in your offset account, yep. inheritance, wherever you get it from, and putting that money in yourself to superannuation yep. and then completing what they call a notice of intent to claim a deduction. Okay. And that tells your super fund, hey... That $10,000 that I put in this year, I'm going to claim a tax deduction. Mm -hmm. And then the super fund lets the ATO know and your accountant yep. says, oh, you put 10 in, let's claim a tax deduction. They let the ATO know and then the ATO matches it together and you get your tax deduction. So one thing I would stress to people is make sure your paperwork is watertight because if you don't claim the deduction through a notice of intent, yeah. you could be tears uh, and they, they won't be the super funds. And in that vein, make sure you're on a very good speaking terms with your accountant. Well, I've, and this is where I stress to people, you know, speak to your trusted advisor, be it your planner, be it your accountant, and do it right before June. You know, yes. Don't leave it to the 20th of June to have these discussions. You should be proactive. Your accountant should be proactive and should be chasing up, hey, it's April, it's May. I've looked at your accounts. I've looked at your earnings. I think it would be advantageous to and be across those sorts of things with plenty of time so that you can line your paperwork up and get your ducks in a row because funds must be cleared in the super fund account for them to be assessed in the financial year that you make the contribution. 
And in the last two years, we've had 30 June either on a Friday or a weekend. Oh, yeah. And there's been... Um, and that causes all sorts of mayhem. Plenty of tears again. It, it, exactly. We've been talking about how do super contributions work and how can you get more money into your super? And mm. we always like that phrase, more money, don't we? Well, I'm, I'm all for more, all sorts <laughs> yes. of more. Um, and one of the things I'm all for is, is more choice. Absolutely. Um, and nothing frustrates me more than finding out that somebody didn't know about something or you know, took some advice and, and didn't check it and found out that there were other strategies they could have applied first, um, which, you know, is, is frustration is for everybody because you can't un- unwind these things. Now, of course, we should, um, you know, obviously look at our options, but we should yep. do that on a fairly regular basis, shouldn't we? When, yeah. when should we be reviewing our options regularly? So I think it's, it's, it's important to do things consistently as part of a broader strategy. I think that's, from a, from a holistic standpoint, it, it pays to know what you're doing. But also think about that leading into 30 June. That's that's when I'm a big advocate of making deductible contributions because I find people want to hold on to their cash flow for various reasons. Yeah. And that peace of mind is one of them. Um, but generally I find paying off a house is the other. So if you can use your offset account, save up all your money and then throw the money in just before June, I think that's going to reduce the interest on your home loan and give you the flexibility to make the contribution under a personal contribution that we spoke about before the ad break. Uh, when your super is getting close to 500000 obviously that's one of the trigger points for the carried forward rules. So have a think about that because uh, if you break through that, then you could lose a significant amount of deductible contributions that you could use prior to reaching that threshold. When you sell assets, obviously an accountant would be <laughs> setting up strategies to try and mitigate tax um, because as Packer said, if you're not doing that, then you're, yes, you're an you idiot. need your head read, uh, yes. Exactly. So... <laughs> When you sell assets, talk to your accountant about what you could do or the timing of the sale, taking into account something like the carried forward concessional rules because that's very advantageous. Prior to retirement, making non-deductible contributions prior to retirement can maximise the capital base from which a tax-free income stream could be sourced. And you may then choose to go back and work contracting part-time as we've discussed in previous episodes. And that's a really good way to fund lifestyle with tax-free money. Uh, Reaching 65, getting close, again, you lose that $300,000 carry forward threshold over the age of 65. So think about that if that date range is, is, is coming up for you. Um, and that doesn't mean you're getting older. You're just getting more experienced, uh, I was told this week. Is that right? Yeah, and if you've, if you've sold the family home or thinking about selling the family home, you can have your cake and eat it too and make a $300,000 non-concessional contribution to super prior to the age of 65, and then after 65, throw another $300,000 in using the downsizer rules because one doesn't offset the other. So that's another way to get a significant amount of money into super. Even if you potentially borrowed it, sold your home and repaid the loan, you could get more into super at that time as well. So there's a, there's a vast range of strategies that you could look to try and employ, and I think it's important to make informed decisions because the only, the only bad decision, in my eyes, is an, an uninformed one. Yes, or none at all. Or none at all. Because sometimes that some people tend to feel that's an option. No, don't worry about it. And, of mm. course, really, uh, you should worry about it because later on you will regret that. So there's a, there's a number of, uh, you know, key, uh, I guess, events there that might uh, prompt you to review your options. But the, the one that comes around regular as clockwork is the end of every financial mm. year, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's the, the, the big one. You want to start thinking there April, May. Get your ducks lined up um, and you know make a contribution with plenty of time because you never know when 30 June's going to roll around, be it a Friday, be it a Sunday, be it a Monday. You want to make sure that the money's in nice and early because if you're early, then as someone once said, you're never late. Absolutely, and there's nothing worse than being two seconds late. 
there you go. You know, it's it's uh, <laughs> a little bit annoying, and uh, especially when you're working in the media, it, mm. you can you know two seconds early is perfectly fine. Yep. Two seconds late, it's you're tears. in all sorts of trouble. All righty, we're just about at the end of the show once yep. again, but uh, before we go, where can people get more information? Yeah, so look, if you're unsure, you're planning on retirement or just want to look at that hybrid model of part-time and, and tax-free income, 62604749. Barb can make a time and we can have a cup of tea and a chat. We've got envisionfinancial.com.au where you can go to the Knowledge Centre and look at our resource library and, and, and read these sorts of things if you're technically inclined. We've got the podcast uh, the strategy stack at Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify. And we've got Envision Financial Canberra on YouTube where we have all of the key takeouts of the show where you can stop it, pause it, watch it, subscribe, and make sure that you don't miss anything and, and, and watch the show at your leisure. So it's all there for people and um, they can all reach out and get it. Fantastic stuff. We'll catch you again Perfect. next Friday. See you next week.